It's Monday. It's morning. And it's macabre. Hey, it's guys. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> we're back. Hey, we're back. We just got back from we New Orleans. We haven't died yet. Uh... Where we talked to Nicolas Cage. Talked to Nicolas Cage. We didn't record any of it, though. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't think you guys would want to hear that, but we did record. It's very casual. We are actually, keep a lookout at the TV, because we're the next Popeye spokespeople. They hired us to, they loved our jingle so much that they're going to retroactively fit that into all their commercials. Because I love that chicken from Parish. <laughs> Uh, welcome to <laughs> welcome to Monday Morning Macabre with Scones and Darcy. I am Darcy. You are Scones. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about something uh, spooky scary. Sp- Let me take off my jacket so I don't get crinkles into the mic. Cause don't get crinkles in that mic. Oh, it's podcasting. Crin- Remember when we were in our first class at podcasting school? Yeah, b- back in my podcasting underground. Yeah. Underground? Undergrad? Podcasting underground. Yeah, and Professor Mark Marin told us never <laughs> crinkle your never crinkle your jacket into the mic. Yeah, that was the first that we walked in. He was seated at his at his office chair at desk, turned around yeah. facing away from the class. The lights went down, spotlight. He turns around in the chair and he goes, One thing you need to know. Yeah, look to your left. Look to your <laughs> look left. To your right. Look to your right. One, One of, of these you people will be dead. We'll be crinkling the jacket and be killed on sight. <laughs> and a crusty old mean dean. Joe Rogan. <laughs> God, he always pissed me off. I like how he's not the gym teacher. He's no. The, he's, the, he's the dean. Straight yeah. to the top, baby. $35,000 episode. Dude makes... That's how you get to be dean. Yeah. Anyway, we are uh, we talk about spooky stuff. We talk about creepy stuff. I have heard that. Uh, you listen to these things that we say, and we appreciate you for that. Thank you for all the reviews and follows and likes and suggestions, and keep those coming. We appreciate those very much. Today, I will be giving Scones' earballs... Hit my earballs, dude. Uh, ...with the spooky stuff, and I think uh, I think he's going to like it. I, I might don't not. know. I'm like kind of nervous about it, but I think he might... I might it. walk out mid... Yeah, he might get... Mid-pod, <laughs> mid-cast. That'd be, that'd, be good. that'd be good tent. That'd be sick. That'd be real good People tent. People would be talking all the line, is, is this the end? <laughs> <laughs> is, did, did we... Are they over? Today we're going to be talking about number stations. stations. Number stations? stations? Yes. Wow. Have you ever... Number station do you, nine. Do you know what number stations are? Uh, and it has something to do with the Cold War, right? That's all I know. Sort of. <laughs> I might be wrong. All I know might be wrong. So, basically, all around the world, right now, there are radio waves being sent out from unknown locations, playing all sorts of creepy fucking audio. Still being Still sent being here? sent. All, like, you, you just need to tune into the right frequency, and you can hear these number stations that are broadcasting to this day. Nobody knows why. And there's multiple weird, super creepy or like silly ones, but mostly super creepy. And I find this incredibly fascinating. That is pretty cool. So the fact that no one knows where they're coming from in the modern era. Yeah. I was like, oh, I like number stations. I should I should do that for an episode. And I was doing some research. I do came it. across. We do the research, people. We put in the legwork we, here. I it's. This is a three-year memoir I've been writing about number stations. <laughs> I just I just wrote from one to a hundred thousand on a piece of paper. 
It took me three years, but we're here. And uh, I found an article on theghostdiaries.com called Five Creepy Number Stations That No Shout One Can Explain. Shout out to the Ghost Diaries, yeah, dude. Hashtag Ghost Diaries. It's like the uh, Motorcycle Diaries, but spooky. Or Vampire Diaries, or but Vampire ghosty. Diary, or uh, the... Keep going. Uh, Sister of the Traveling Pants, but ghostly. It's like the Chernobyl Diaries, but good. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was not a diary one. So five creepy number stations that no one can explain. Number stations are powerful radio transmitters broadcasting strange-sounding transmissions at various times and on various frequency, most likely for the purpose of clandestine military communication, yet despite the concise explanation, these simple but bizarre bursts of shortwave radio are one of the greatest enigmas of the modern world, partially due to the fact that no one will officially confirm that number stations even exist. So while they're all out there and a lot of people have like thoughts thinking like, oh, this is probably like used for some kind of Cold War military thing or that's for some expect. spy communication or something like that. No, there has never been like a government that's like, yep, that's ours. That's or, crazy. Yeah. So these are just like there's a, a crazy wide swath of like different conspiracies as to what these things are. But the first one we're going to listen to is Octung, the Swedish Rhapsody. It's a Polish number station that uses a female child's voice. Ew. So, number station enthusiasts revere this as one of the creepiest radio transmissions of all time. Uh, the Swedish Rhapsody broadcast started in Poland in the 70s, and the station features a music box version of Swedish Rhapsody Number 1 by Hugo... Al- I don't know. I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but Alfven. Oh. Hugo Alfven, followed by a female child's voice reciting a list of numbers in German ending with the word Oktong. So, What's Oktong mean? It means attention. Oh. Octong. So, <laughs> I just keep doing that. So I'm going to play for us Octong, and hopefully this will be picked up. If not, I'll just edit it into Play post. it for me. Spin that track. Oh, shit. This video is no longer available due to copyright claims. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Wait, who claimed the copyright? I know. <laughs> so we do have an official source confirming <laughs> the existence. Hold on. Let me. I'm, I'm sure there's a mirror out there somewhere. Uh, here we go. All right, so it does that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm going to skip ahead to where it actually starts that speaking. That was a crazy beat. Rick rolled. What was that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we do our research here, people. We're no, 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 no. <laughs> let me get, let me, let me get there. Hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Are you ready now? I think so. All right. So we got that. We got through that. Here's the real. I can't wait to see what this one is. I'm gonna skip, no, this is still. We're, okay, so we're still on Octung. This is a test. <laughs> So, we got some beepy noises. Beepy noise. Then we got super creepy music box song. Super creepy. Which beepy I will noise. play now. 
I hate it. Okay, so after creepy music box noises, we get to creepy child talking noises. And then back to creepy music uh, box. No me gusta. So no me gusta. <laughs> no me gusta. So at the end of the recording, the voice then says octong, which means attention. So what's weird is like if this is some kind of military thing or some like messaging system, like why make it so creepy? Like yeah, <laughs> you could like, have done purposely any- make it so. It rattling. could have just been a li- like someone reading a bunch of Ugh. like. And wait, was she? Speaking English? No. What were the She's, numbers in? Um, I couldn't even tell. It was so scary. Yeah. Were they Swedish? German? It's a list of German numbers. Oh, so is this like a Nazi thing? It might be. It sounds like it, it sounds like a Nazi enough thing. to be yeah, a Nazi exactly. Thing. So that the original transmission stopped in 1997, but different variations persisted until 2007. No one knows what the original purpose was, and no one knows why it stopped. When did it wait? When did it start? It started in the 70s. So not even like during World War II or anything. Yeah. Just like some weird fucking thing in the 70s. Some dude just rolling off acid. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up, we've got the backwards music station slash whale song, a number station consisting of weird tones and distorted voices. I'm going to just play the station and then I'll discuss what it what what's its deal is. So here it is. So imagine this, that on the radio forever. <laughs> Just cranking that up on a road trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm waiting for the next like ro- family road trip movie to <laughs> blast that. Number stations. <laughs> so the feedback-driven noise uh, also includes an altered voice, which you can sometimes hear if you listen closely. And it's been determined to be originating from two sources, one in the U.S. and one in England. A number of different theories have been offered to explain. Some believe it's just an avant-garde art thing, or something, which I can kind of believe because it, <laughs> ew, avant-garde. That's not scary. That's stupid. <laughs> others say that the transmissions are actually instructions for drug cartels, and then Ooh. others still maintain that the station was established for government agents to receive coded messages while out in the field. That's pretty spooky one. Yeah. So again, it's like. The mystery in all these number stations is always like the the creepy part to me is like why the fuck are they just broadcasting like weird whale noises into the ether for no reason? I feel like that would be kind of weird for a drug cartel. <laughs> Here's one that I, that just kind of made me laugh a little bit. Uh, the unexplained Yosemite Sam number station. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this is, but I'm all about it. So this is a U.S. number station, which originated from the Laguna Indian Reservation near Albuquerque, New Mexico. And in this article, they reference Spy Numbers, which is a different website. And they say they sum up the mystery of this number station best. Quote, beginning in December 2004, the FCC began getting reports of the Yosemite Sam transmission, which began as an 800 millisecond data burst, similar to the sound of a Blu-ray player might make when it makes some horrible error. 
that is immediately followed by a clip of an arch nemesis of Bugs Bunny, Yosemite Sam, announcing, Varmint, I'm going to blow you to smithereens. <laughs> Radio- Big fan of this one. Yeah. Radio geek slash conspiracy trackers slash curious people pinned down the phrase from the 1949 Bugs Bunny cartoon Bunker Hill. Why it's attached to a burst of compressed information is mysterious enough. Uh, it's transmit. It's transmitted on four frequencies: thirty-seven hundred, forty-three hundred, sixty-five hundred, and ten thousand five hundred. For a full two minutes without any missed time mark, it tends to make it all the more mysterious. So let's listen to this one. <laughs> it's like the only one where I'm like, I'm not terrified of. So that's just on repeat (laughs) blasting out from an Indian reservation for some reason. That's awesome. I like to think that this one is the one that's like the nuclear (laughs) like missile codes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're kept safe with Yosemite Sam. Yeah. I'm going to blow you to smithereens. (laughs) (laughs) And then this one. Okay. And then finally, we've got Russian number station UVB 76, the most mysterious radio transmission in the world. Ooh, it got the award. Yeah, uh, it it trained really hard, and Guinness came by and said, "You know what? You did it. You're the most mysterious." And they said, "Thank you so much." I'm gonna <laughs> blow you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the so-called most mysterious number station of all time is a radio signal that occupies four six two five kilohertz, and has reportedly been broadcasting since the late seventies. The earliest known recording of it is dated 1982. Since then, it has broadcast a repeated buzzing noise, and then every few years, the buzzer stops and a Russian voice reads a mixture of numbers and Russian names. One of the weirdest aspects of the UVB-76 is that it survived the fall of communism in Russia without so much as a hitch. In fact, since the year 2000, UVB-76 has become even more active and its rare voice messages more and more frequent. Another tantalizing theory is that the transmission is a dead hand switch or nuclear failsafe set up by the USSR. In 2010, a group of explorers went to the remote Russian town of Povorovo and found the military bunker that UVB-76 transmitted from for over 30 years, but it was completely abandoned, except for a conveniently placed ledger with the complete log of messages from the Russian military. The signal has since moved location and still broadcast to this day. So they went there, found the thing, they found it? Yeah. So they, they went to the bunker where it was being broadcasted from. They found it, like the actual radio transmission, and there was a ledger with every single thing ri- like that was spoken from the radio transmission over the years on a ledger. So someone was just sitting there typing it. Something like that. Someone was recording Wait, was it. Was it like an automatic ledger, though? Like a machine printed out or someone no, the was this, there like... It, it's worded this way that it, it sounds down. like it's like either written down by hand or typed. But that's really. It sounds like there's like a fucked. notebook with all of these things written into it. Oh, which is super creepy. Was it dated? On well, no, it's just, but it's. I'm not sure if it's been it, if it was dated. It doesn't go into details on that. But what is creepier is that once it was found, it then continued to broadcast from a different location. So, uh So it's like it was. It, so someone it, set it, it up knew, to like it, yeah, a exactly. backup one, so that it, it, it now it's an unknown location that's still being broadcasted from. Now I can't believe they can't triangulate that at all that i don't know i mean apparently not i'm not sure <laughs> that's nuts. that's the thing it's also in the like in russia so i don't know if it's something to do with like uh, yeah i'm not sure 
That I, I'm not a radio broadcaster, so I don't know. Got to get on that radio broadcasting but game, dude. We're, we're podcasters. Radio's dead, people. Yeah, we should <laughs> make a, a number station a number podcast. Station podcast. All right, just, I call being the little girl who speaks in German. All right, I call being Yosemite Sam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and three, two, one. Varmint. I'm gonna get blow up varmint. All right, really good, really good. Just Meet that. back here next and week. We just same that for forty minutes and <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. And then add some like, yeah. Sponsors will be lining up at the door. <laughs> Brought to you by Squarespace. Yeah. If you need to make a website, Bombus sucks. Varmint. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to go more into that like dead man switch slash like nuclear fallout thing. Um, this is from BBC.com. In the middle of a Russian swampland, not far from the city of Saint Petersburg, is a rectangular iron gate. Beyond its rusted bars is a collection of radio towers, abandoned buildings, and power lines bordered by a dry stone wall. The sinister location is the focus of a mystery which stretches back to the height of the Cold War. It is thought to be the headquarters of a radio station that no one has ever claimed to run. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, for the last three and a half decades, it's been broadcasting a dull, monotonous tone, and every few seconds it's joined by a second sound, like some ghostly ship sounding its foghorn, then the drone continues. Once or twice a week, a man or a woman will read out some words in Russian, such as dinghy or farming specialist, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it. That is all. Anyone anywhere in the world can listen in simply by tuning the radio to the frequency 4625 kilohertz. Wait, wait, wait. Can I? Can you get radio on your computer? Uh, can you, what do you mean? Like, you can find it, I believe, yeah. So this is the same, this is the same number station that I was talking about last time. The other article referred to it as UVB seventy six, but this is MDB HZ. MDB WD. So MDZHB and UVB seventy six are the same number station. They're both at forty six twenty five kilohertz. So this is the same broadcast, but this goes in a little more in depth on it. It's so enigmatic as if it were designed with conspiracy theorists in mind. Today, the station has an online following number in the tens of thousands, who know it affectionately as the Buzzer. It joins two similarly mysterious stations, the Pip and the Squeaky Wheel, as their fans readily admit themselves they have absolutely no idea what they're listening to. So there's like a whole community of people who like listen to these stations in hopes of figuring like out getting like, a pattern or yeah, something. Like trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Oh man, I bet there's a subreddit that's unreal. Oh, probably. It's probably a, a wacky subreddit. So there's absolutely no information in the signal, says David Stupples, an expert in signal intelligence. From, What's his name? His name is David Stupples or Stupples. David Stupps. An expert in signal intelligence from City University London. So what's going on? <laughs> the frequency Same. is thought to belong to the Russian military. Though they've never actually admitted this, it first began broadcasting at the close of the Cold War, when communism was in its decline. Today it's transmitted from two locations, the St. Petersburg site and a location near Moscow. Bizarrely, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, rather than shutting down, the station's activity sharply increased. There's no shortage of theories to explain what the buzzer might be for, ranging from keeping in touch with submarines to communicating with aliens. One such idea aliens? is... Aliens? Yeah, that would be... If someone was like, okay, I figured out how to talk to aliens. We need a <laughs> tiny German girl. Yeah. <laughs> we know Yosemite Sam. In 40s cartoons. <laughs> One such idea is that it's acting as a dead hand signal in the event Russia is hit by a nuclear attack, the drone will stop and automatically trigger a retaliation. No questions asked, Ooh. just total nuclear obliteration on both sides. So if the number station ever stops, it just automatically launches the nukes? That's like the most prevailing theory, is that it's it's just a dead man switch. So if 
something happened in Russia, which would cause it to like collapse. They're like the whole planet's going down. Everyone's dead. (laughs) So they're an asshole move. (laughs) Now, this is not as wacky as it sounds. The system was originally pioneered in the Soviet era where it took the form of a computer system which scanned the airways for signs of life or nuclear fallout. Alarmingly, many experts believe it may still be in use. As Russian President Vladimir Putin pointed out himself earlier this year, nobody would survive a nuclear war between Russia and the United States. Could the buzzer be warding one off? Question mark? I don't know. Honestly, it's kind of comforting to know that he thinks that. <laughs> that he knows. <laughs> I hate that like there'd be a delusion that somehow everyone would lose. So true. Whew. But yeah, no, that dead man switch theory is wicked creepy because what if it's yeah. What if a, a intern <laughs> <laughs> trips over the what if a cat chews through the yeah, wire? the wire all of a sudden. How did you get back in here? She's a ghost. <laughs> Didn't you just lock her out? <laughs> what just cl- happened? I cl- that she must have came through that side, but I had closed that door, but she must have opened it somehow. Or she's just uh, a ghost cat. Or that's not Tootie. <laughs> she just turns around. She's like, Octung. <laughs> <laughs> she just turns around. Varmint. <laughs> <laughs> My cat snuck back in. So, as it happens, there are clues in the signal itself. Like all international radio, the buzzer operates at a relatively low frequency known as shortwave. This means that compared to local radio, mobile phones, and television signals, fewer waves pass through a single point every second. It also means they can travel a lot farther. While you'd be hard-pressed to listen to a local station such as BBC Radio London in a neighboring country, shortwave stations like BBC World Service are aimed at audiences from Senegal to Singapore. Both stations are broadcast <laughs> from the same building. The two ends of the earth. It's all thanks to skywaves. Higher frequency radio signals. <laughs> Terminator? <laughs> exactly. Higher frequency radio signals can only travel in a straight line, eventually becoming lost as they bump into obstacles or reach the horizon. But shortwave frequencies have an extra trick. They can bounce off charged particles in the upper atmosphere, allowing them to zigzag between the earth and the sky and travel thousands. Uh, They do a little ski skirt? Yeah, they they go, ooh, ski skirt, I gotta tell you about this varmint. This brings us back to the dead hand. (laughs) (laughs) This brings us back to the dead hand theory. As you might expect, shortwave, shortwave signals have proved extremely popular. Today, they're used by ships, aircrafts, and the military to send messages across continents, oceans, and mountain ranges, but there's a catch. The lofty layer isn't so much a flat mirror, but a wave, which undulates like the surface of the ocean. During the day, it moves steadily higher, while at night, it creeps down towards the Earth. If you want to absolutely guarantee that your station can be heard on the other side of the planet, and if you're using it as a cue for nuclear war, it's important to change the frequency depending on the time of day to catch up. Ooh. So they got to... There has to be like a smart kind of calibration. Yeah, so there's has to be some kind of the right. day. There, there's a it's dynamic. Like they can't have a static radio. What's wave. the name of the station? MDZHB. Oh, I found uh we can listen to it live. Wait, what's the frequency? It's forty six twenty five, I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. What am I supposed to be hearing here? Okay, well, so here's the thing is that it plays that buzzing that you hear that like faint like yeah. you might not be able to pick it up in the audio uh, from the computer, but it's you can like a hear, it's like a lot of static, but in the back 
background, you can hear like a like a foghorn noise. Yeah, like a yeah, like a yeah. It's kind of like it's like when Michael Bay wakes up a transformer. Yeah, like um. So, so I've seen both few years and few weeks. A voice will come on and like speak. Like there will be actual sentences being read. Ooh, by a voice. Creepy, scary skeletons. Yeah. Send, send shivers, shivers down, down your spine. spine. So, <laughs> so the predominant theory is Dead Man's Switch. And what the BBC radio thing was saying was that there were voice messages February 21st. That was two days ago. Oh, was it? Were there? Yeah. I wonder if there's like a live... That was two fucking days ago, dude. That's so scary. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that was the most recent one. So that's the most recent, uh, yeah, voice Ooh. that's come on. So we, again, Ooh. number stations are out I there. I got chills. We, I got chills right there. We don't know why it's broadcasting. No. And there's a plethora of reasons. It's What's crazy to me is the fact that what makes this one the creepiest is... Even without knowing about like the dead man switch nuclear holocaust fallout thing, <laughs> bad, uh, which is bad. The finding the station and having a ledger of all the recordings and then it just transferring to a different station yeah. is terrifying. That means like who's you, writing it down? Well, that means th- that gives so much more credence to the nuclear idea because that yeah. means that someone knows that it has to continue. Yeah, like they've made it so that it will. Like, like there are contingency plans upon contingency right. plans. It's up. so fucking creepy. So, those are number stations, scones. <laughs> uh, consider me scared. Consider that's me horrifying. spooked. Because <laughs> nuclear holocaust, you know, that's probably one of my... Dude, that's my... That's, that's top, top <laughs> 10 fierce, yeah. Top 10. <laughs> spiders, the dark. And nuclear Nuclear holocaust. war caused by the lack of a signal coming from a Russian bunker somewhere. So, if you guys like number stations or are like heard this and are like, that's pretty interesting, look it up because it's wild and there's a bunch of them. There's a lot of subreddit uh, buzz about them. And I think that it's a really cool, like, conspiracy slash. I could totally it's like see. Real? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like not. Yeah, it's like a real thing that is happening and still happening. It's like the Illuminati. Definitely just use them as like inviting to like weird parties where they sell people. <laughs> yeah. It's like something is there 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 is a use for them and nobody knows why, except nobody. for those who made them. And that's crazy. Uh, whoop. So Scones, do you want to start a number station with me? Yeah. Cool. Varmint. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the number station episode. I would sincerely suggest you look into these. They're super creepy. You can listen to all of this online. We've shared like three or four of them, but like 
There are hundreds of these things that have been going on for years and years and years and decades, etc. I want to make one. And we nobody knows why, but definitely look into these if you're interested. Uh if you like if you like what your ears are slurping down. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you like that good old biz getting in those ears. Then uh, follow us on our social medias. Twitter, MMMacabrePod. Instagram, Do it. Monday Morning Macabre. Website, www.mondaymorningmacabre.com. We get $1,000 for every like. Yeah, we're like, um, uh, which Kardashian is it that gets like a million dollars per advertisement? Oh, probably all of them. <laughs> yeah. Every like Instagram post they do, like a sponsored post, they get a million dollars. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. That's sick. That's that's the, that's what we're trying to we're trying to reach that level. Yeah. So tell your friends. Increase <laughs> my clout. Each, people. each each uh each friend you tell gets us one step closer to a million dollar makeup product advertisement. So That'd we be really sick. Pre- <laughs> L'Oreal. L'Oreal, Garnier Fructis, where you at? Where are you? <laughs> Rate review, all that good stuff. And Have a good Monday. Have the best Monday you've ever had, listener. Boy, Octon.